Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Well, let me tell you, I must really, really love you all because Dallas was hit with a major ice storm last night, basically paralyzing the entire city. We're paralyzed because we just simply do not know how to handle winter weather. <laughs> I tell you, we're horrible at it. So the streets are covered with ice. The entire city is shut down. Schools and businesses are closed. And everyone is bunkered down at home except for one dude. That dude, me. Yep. I got up this morning. I said to my wife as I was looking out the window at our frozen neighborhood, I said, I got a little problem on my hands. She said, what's that? I said, I, I need to get to the office to get my office at the Dallas School of Music so I can record today's podcast. And my loving and supportive wife responded, are you crazy? You're nuts if you get out in this weather. I said, well... You know, I guess I'm nuts because I'm going to find a way to get to the school, even if I have to walk, which I actually considered doing. But after giving it some thought, <laughs> I decided to drive because, you know what? Heck, I grew up in Illinois, up around Chicago. I know how to drive on ice. And besides, there will be absolutely no cars on the road. Well, needless to say, I made it here safely. Otherwise, I would not be speaking to you right now. So all of that to say, I love you, and it's going to take a lot more than an ice storm to prevent me from producing my weekly Jazz Piano Skills podcast for you. So here I am. <laughs> so, all right, enough with the drama. It's time to get down to business, right? Have some fun with Jazz Piano. So. Listen, we kicked off this new year with a journey, a new journey, and a very lofty goal. And this year, we're going to explore jazz improvisation patterns for all of the primary sounds of music, major, dominant, minor, half diminished, and diminished, plus the altered dominant sounds produced by the harmonic and melodic minor scales, the sharp 11, flat 13, flat 9, flat 13, and the fully altered sound, the flat 9, sharp 9, flat 5, sharp 5. And if that were not enough, we're going to place an emphasis on fingerings so that we can develop an authentic jazz articulation and feel when playing. Now, this past month, we attacked all of the C sounds, and we'll move around the circle of fifths as we move from month to month, okay? So February, we, we will be devoted to the F sounds. But today, today, the last day of January, I thought we would spend some time focusing on what I like to call hand shifting or hand shifts, right? So I know you're thinking, what the heck is hand shifts? What are hand shifts? What is hand shifting? And why are we going to spend an entire podcast episode discussing it? Well, here's why. It is absolutely essential 
that you learn how to move your hands, shift your hands across the keys when playing the piano. Now, I'm quite certain that you, that all of you have heard the expression thumb under when learning and studying how to play scales and arpeggios, right? Teachers say it all the time, thumb under, which is, quite frankly, from a piano playing perspective, a terrible expression and actually careless teaching. From now on, I want you to think about shifting your hand across the keys when playing, right? No longer, no longer are you to be thinking thumb under. We're going to spend time exploring this concept today so that you gain a greater understanding and appreciation of the fingerings we are going to utilize today when playing triads and fingerings that we are going to utilize throughout the entire year as we explore the primary and altered sounds of music. Today's lesson gets at the very core of why jazz pianists finger melodic lines like they do in order to produce the desired jazz sound and articulation. Today's lesson will help you begin developing a hand-shifting approach to playing the piano and help you move away from the thumb under fiasco that is taught in piano studios throughout the world. So today, you are going to discover essential right hand hand shifts. You are going to learn hand shifts using major, augmented, minor, and diminished triads. And you're going to play hand shifts for major, augmented, minor, and diminished triads in root position plus first and second inversions. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you consider yourself a seasoned and experienced professional, you're going to find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring hand shifts to be very beneficial. But before we dig in, I want to, as I always do at the beginning of every Jazz Panel Skills podcast episode, I want to welcome all new listeners to the Jazz Piano Skills podcast. And if you are indeed new to Jazz Piano Skills, I want to invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. All you have to do, visit jazzpianoskills.com. And once you arrive at the homepage, you can begin to explore the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you, waiting for you, to help you uh, significantly improve your jazz piano skills. For example, as a jazz piano skills member, you'll have access to all of the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs. These are invaluable educational tools that I develop and I produce and publish for every weekly podcast episode. You want to have this material in your hands as you listen to the podcast episode to get the most from it. And you certainly want to have this educational content material sitting on your piano when practicing as well. As a Jazz Piano Skills member, you'll also have access to the online sequential jazz piano curriculum which is loaded with comprehensive courses, all of them using a self-paced format 
There are educational talks to listen to and enjoy. Interactive media to help you accurately assess your conceptual understanding of the jazz piano skills being taught. There are video demonstrations in all 12 keys of each piano jazz, uh, of the jazz piano skill being taught. There are play-alongs plus much, much more. You also, as a jazz piano skills member, have a reserved seat, as I like to say, to the weekly online master classes, which are, in essence, a, a one-hour lesson with me each and every week. You also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, have access to the online interactive fake book, which grants you access to jazz standards from the Great American Songbook. You'll be able to enjoy chord changes lead sheets. There are harmonic function lead sheets, play-along files, historical insights, inspirational recordings, and much more. It's an ever-growing collection of tunes that you should absolutely discover learn and play. And you also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the private online Jazz Piano Skills community, which hosts a variety of engaging forums. There are podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and of course, there are just general Jazz Piano forums for you to tap into. Of course, you'll have access to all of them, and you'll be able to contribute to them as well, which I encourage you to do. I want everyone out there to share, to engage, and, of course, grow. And last, but certainly not least, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to unlimited, private, personal, and professional educational support provided by me whenever and as often as you need it. So I encourage you, become a member. Check out jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about all of the excellent educational opportunities that await you and how to easily activate your membership. Now, there are several membership plans to choose from, and I am certain there is one that is perfect for you. But, but nevertheless, if, you're get, if you get there and you're looking at the membership plans and you have some questions, by all means, please let me know. Reach out to me. I'm always happy to spend some time with you answer any questions that you may have, and help you in any way that I can. Okay, let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's find out what this all this business about hand shifts is all about, okay? Fingerings. Fingerings. <laughs> They're a big deal, right? Poor fingerings make playing the piano difficult. So we need to spend time studying them if we want to make playing the piano easier. The drag, the drag, is that fingerings are often thought of as fine details. The fine details of playing the piano. And Fine details are often misinterpreted as being nitpicky, right? After all, anyone concerned about fingerings in this day and age is simply OCD because there are multiple ways to finger passages. And of course, our hands are all different sizes as well. And because of this fact, 
There is no one universal way to approach fingerings. I've heard it a million times. I've literally heard that logic a million times. And my response, as it always is, not so fast. So before adopting that argument as yours, which basically is just another way of saying Who's to say your fingering is better than mine? Just let me finger the way I want to finger. (laughs) So, okay. I want you to consider the following thoughts, okay? Number one, maybe. There is indeed some latitude for fingering adjustments due to different hand sizes, but... Proper hand movement, regardless of hand size, is a non-negotiable. That is indeed universal for all pianists. Number two, maybe some old rules of thumb when it comes to fingerings, such as avoiding starting a musical phrase or line with your thumb, when that line begins with a black note, are taught to make it easier for your hand to shift across the keys. And number three, maybe, just maybe, if I begin practicing intentional hand shifts, my fingerings will begin to properly fall into place so that I begin to truly articulate like a jazz pianist, like a professional jazz pianist articulates. Well, as you think about these points, I'm going to spend our time together today presenting you with and modeling for you some hand shift exercises to begin practicing. I will be using major, augmented, minor, and diminished triads today to work on my hand shifting. I love using triads because we typically play a simple triad, arpeggio, using our first, third, and fifth fingers. For example, C major triad, C-E-G, would be played straight up and down using our thumb, middle finger, and little finger. Right? But not today. All triads are played with an intentional hand shift. So... Our C major triad, C, E, and G, will be played using our thumb, middle finger, and thumb. Yes, you heard me correctly. Thumb, middle finger, and thumb. The goal is to be able to play the triad with our intentional hand shift articulated in such a way that you would never, ever know a hand shift took place. In fact, we want it to sound smoother more relaxed and jazzier than if we played it with our thumb, middle finger, and little finger. I think what you will discover today is that by using intentional hand shifts, your jazz articulation and phrasing is going to improve immensely. And you'll be developing hand movement muscle memory That will make it much, much easier to improvise. 
So the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, we will explore intentional hand shifts in order to begin developing good fingerings. Number two, we insert intentional hand shifts when playing major, augmented, minor, and diminished triads. Right? We will insert intentional hand shifts when playing major, augmented, minor, and diminished triads. Number three, we will play all major, augmented, minor, and diminished triads using root position plus first and second inversions. Number four, we're going to focus on ascending motion only for today. And number five, we will be playing all patterns today using a tempo of 110. So if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I want you to hit the pause button right now. Take a few minutes to access, download, and print your podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs. Again, your membership grants you access to all educational podcasts for every weekly podcast episode. As I mentioned you should be using these podcast packets when listening to this episode. And of course, you should be using them when practicing. Now, if you are listening to this podcast on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, the list goes on and on, then be sure to go directly to jazzpianoskillspodcast.com to access and download your podcast packets. You'll find the active links, download links, in the show notes. One final but very significant message that I take the time to mention and stress every week. If you are listening and you are thinking that the various skills that we are about to discover, learn, and play as we explore intentional hand shifts using major, augmented, minor, minor, and diminished triads. If you are thinking that these skills are going to be over your head, then I would say to you, relax. No worries. Continue to listen. Continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by listening to this podcast episode. Every new skill. Every new skill is technically over our heads when first introduced, but this is how we get better, right? We place ourselves smack dab in the middle of conversations where we're hearing things that we've never heard before, and we are forced to grow intellectually. I say it all the time. All musical growth begins upstairs, mentally, conceptually, before it can come out downstairs physically in your hands. So sit back, relax, and listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and learn. The play, as it always does, will come in time. I guarantee it. Okay, now that you have your lead sheets in your hands, I want to talk you through them quickly. You have 12 lead sheets, one for each note moving around the circle of fifths counterclockwise. Each lead sheet 
has the major, augmented, minor, and diminished triads written out in root position, first and second inversions, with intentional hand shift fingerings notated. Right? This is for all triads for every note, all 12 notes. Okay? Today, I'm going to model the hand shifts for C major, C augmented, C minor, and C diminished. You you are going to then use the remaining 11 lead sheets to replicate what I'm about to demonstrate. Make sense? So we have a lot to get through today. So let's get busy. Okay, you have lead sheet one, skill one in front of you. Uh, this lead sheet contains ascending C triads, major, augmented, minor, and diminished. The rehearsal letters there, letter A deals with the major triad, root position, first and second inversion. Letter B, augmented triad, root position, first and second inversion. Letter C, minor triad, root position, first and second inversion. And then letter D, diminished triad, root position, first and second inversion. You see, I have the fingerings notated. So let's take a look at measure one, the major triad, right? And you'll see that I have the fingering with the intentional hand shift, one, three, one. Just like that. Now, here's interesting, right? Here's how typically I mentioned earlier everyone would play it, one, three, five. And I'm suggesting... One, three, one. Now, if I play these back, I'm just going to play random. I'm going to play alternate between these two fingerings and see if you can tell the difference. Right? I mentioned earlier as well that the point is I want to be able to play a hand shift without you about without anyone being able to tell that a hand shift was inserted. All right? So I'm playing that triad using 131 and I want it to sound as if there's no hand shift. That smooth, that connected. If you look at the C triad in first inversion, I'm using 131 again. And if you look at the C triad in second inversion, Changing it up, I'm using two, one, three. So each triad, each root position, first and second version, has an intentional hand shift. So what I want to do is bring the ensemble in. I'm going to play this exercise. I'm going to play each one four times. I'm going to start off, just get a feel for the C major sound. Then I'm going to play root position triad with the intentional hand shift four times. First position, major triad, a first inversion, major triad four times, and then second inversion, major triad four times. Okay? I'm going to try to articulate this in such a way that you would never know there's a hand shift taking place. All right? So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go.
right? So why is the hand shift so important? We're creating more hand when we do that. More fingers. We're not going to run out of fingers when improvising. So we're, we're prepping ourselves, preparing ourselves, developing muscle memory for our hand to constantly be moving. So we're never running out, constantly shifting, so we're never running out of fingers. Okay? Now, why triads? I love practicing triads because when inverted, the interval changes, right? We, in root position, we have stacked thirds. But as soon as we go to second inversion and uh, first inversion and second inversion, we now have a third followed by a fourth, right? Or we have a fourth followed by a third. So we have two intervals side by side that are not the same, not symmetrical. And this is wonderful for developing hand shifting. Wonderful. So now I want to take a look at letter B in the augmented triad. Now we have a sharp five to deal with. So we have a we have a, a two major thirds back to back here in in essence, right? So if you look at the fingerings for uh, C augmented triad in first uh, in root position, I'm using a two one three fingering. In first inversion, one three one again, and in second inversion. 2-1-3. That G-sharp, I want to start with my index finger, not with my thumb. All right. So once again, I'm going to bring the ensemble in. I want a very smooth legato articulation, jazz articulation on each one of these uh, shapes, root position, first and second inversion of the C augmented triad. So let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's check it out and see what we think. I'm going to play each one again four times. Here we go. To the augmented sound, right? Your ears are going like, whoa, <laughs> right? Creates a little tension, but I love it. It's a great sound. It's a great pattern to practice. Okay, now letter C. We're going to be dealing with the C minor triad. Again, root position, first and second inversion. Root position, I finger it one, three, one. First inversion, two, one, four, or I have notated there an alternate fingering if you want, two, one, three. 
We're starting that E flat with the index finger again, right? Not a thumb. So I get two, one, four, or if you prefer, two, one, three. And then C minor in second inversion, I'm playing two, one, three again. All right. So we're going to bring the ensemble back in. We're going to listen to our minor triad, C minor triad in root position, first and second inversion. Each shape have an intentional hand shift. Intentional hand shift. I want a nice legato jazz articulation. So here we go. Let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's check it out and see what we think. our final triad of the day, the, the diminished triad, C diminished. And again, we're going to do uh, root position, first and second inversion. And I, I'm going to play root position as notated in your lead sheet. I'm going to play the root position 1-3-1. One, one. Now, notice my thumb is up on that G flat. It's not that we can't use our thumb to play a black key. Sometimes folks misinterpret what is often said. We do not want to start, we typically do not want to start a musical line with our thumb on a black key. So if, if the um, musical line was starting on an E flat, we would start with our index finger instead of our thumb, just like we did when we played that C minor triad in first inversion. So here, though, I'm using my thumb to reach up there and play that G flat. Okay. Now, uh, first inversion, I'm going to use two. Ah, see, black, black key, E flat. I'm going to use two instead of thumb. But I'm going to play my thumb on that G flat. I'm going to go two, one, four. Right? So it's, it, I get this. And then uh, C diminished in... Second inversion, I'm going to use my index finger again on that G flat, and I'm going to use my one on C and my third finger on E flat. So all three. Wonderful. This intentional hand shift will take some getting used to, but the payoff will be huge, I promise. So let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's listen to our C diminished uh, triad in root, first and second inversion. 
utilizing intentional hand shifts to play them. All right, here we go. Let's check it out. So I just modeled for you C major triad, C augmented triad, C minor triad, C diminished triad in root, first, and second inversions using intentional hand shifts to play each ascending triad arpeggio. Your job is to do the same thing for the remaining 11 lead sheets, right? For each note, moving around the circle of fifths. Now, once... You play through all of them and you start thinking, wow, I think I'm really getting this a hang for this, uh, you know, handle on this hand shift idea using these triads. Good little test I like to do is to play a chromatic exercise where I take all the major triads and I'll play them one measure each and I'll play each, um, each shape, root position, first inversion, second inversion. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to model for you. I'm just going to bring the ensemble in. I'm going to play the major triads, moving one measure each, ascending, and I'm going to play my root position uh, arpeggio with my intentional hand shift. I'm going to play it three times, and there's a reason I like to do repetitions of three, right? It's it's a good way for me to measure consistency. You know, how can, if, if, if I really have, have it down, I should be pretty consistent three times through, right? So the idea here is by putting these major triads, all 12 together in one exercise, I have to be able to mentally shift through the different fingerings that I need in order to play each triad with an intentional hand shift. There's a lot going on here, right? But this will be an indicator to you how well this is starting to become muscle memory for you, okay? So I'm gonna bring the ensemble in, I'm gonna model it. Major triads, root position, ascending chromatically. And I'm gonna play through it three times to measure my consistency, okay? So here we go, let's check it out. Thank you. 
See, that's a challenge to play through that exercise three times back to back to back and be able to navigate through those hand shifts for each triad. It's a big time skill. Now, I want to do the same thing. I'm going to grab the minor triads. I'm going to do the exact same thing. Again, I'm measuring my consistency, and I'm also getting an assessment of how well the hand shifts for each of these triads are starting to become muscle memory. In other words, they're starting to become my go-to fingering, which is going to make a profound difference uh, in my approach to improvising and creating improvised um, jazz lines. Okay, so let's bring the mind, let's bring the ensemble back in and let's let's let me take a stab at the minor triads again, root position three times through the exercise, intentional hand shift on every ascending major um, minor triad. All right, here we go. Let's check it out. payoff, as always, is huge. You know, I can't believe that uh, we got through it again, right? As we do every week, a ton of information in one very short, very fast, very fast hour. And I know a lot to take in today, a lot to process, but honestly, intentional hand shifts are a deal breaker when it comes to learning how to play jazz piano. When it comes to learning how to improvise. In other words, if you do not discover, learn, and play intentional hand shifts, you will never develop a jazz articulation, and of course, you will never sound like a jazz pianist. Just the truth. Now, getting comfortable with shifting your hands across the keys in order to retain proper posture and hand shape while playing, wow, that's a must. I'm going to say that again, getting comfortable with shifting your hand across the keys in order to retain proper posture and hand shape when playing, it's a must. You must also avoid the thumb under trap that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. The thumb under trap leads to flaring out elbows and shrugged shoulders, right? In other words, bad posture. Simply not good. 
thumb under, simply not good. And I wish, I wish teachers would stop using that expression, but I'm afraid it's here to stay, right? And when using that expression, it actually ends up opening a whole can of worms, technically. So I want you to begin shifting and moving toward hand shifting, okay? Shift toward hand shifting. I played everything today at 110. But if you are new to the concept of shifting your hand, then I would strongly encourage you to begin at a much, much slower tempo so that you can focus on your hand shifting, right? It never leaves its natural shape, its natural um, position. I mentioned earlier that a heavy focus on fingerings may be interpreted as simply being nitpicky. So instead, I like to choose to focus on intentional hand shifts, right? I like to be OCD about the intentional hand shifts. I love being OCD when it comes to playing the piano correctly, right, physically. Finally, and as always, I want you to be patient. Developing mature professional jazz piano skills like hand shifts, takes time. So begin structuring your study, your practicing after the playing demonstrations I modeled for you in this podcast episode. And I guarantee it that you will begin to see, feel, and hear your progress. I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring intentional hand shifts to be insightful and, of course, to be beneficial. Don't forget, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills Ensemble member, I'll see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass. That's 8 p.m. Central Time to discuss this podcast episode lesson, exploring intentional hand shifts in greater detail, and of course, to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. Again, be sure to use your educational podcast packets, the illustrations, lead sheets, the play-alongs, not only for this podcast episode, but for all of my podcast episodes. Also, tap into the Jazz Piano Skills courses to maximize your musical growth. And make sure that you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills online community. Get out there, get involved, contribute to the various forums, Introduce yourself and make some new jazz piano friends. Always, always a great thing to do. Now, you can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050. My extension here at the Dallas School of Music is 211. You can also reach me by email, Dr. Lawrence. That is drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com. Or you can use the nifty little speak pipe widget that is found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website. Well, there is my cue. That's it for now. Until next week, enjoy exploring the intentional hand shifts. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.